The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Special edition, special edition, special edition, special edition. Special edition. This is a Minutia Men special edition. We have put together for you a, uh, a compendium of highlights of uh, some of our uh, favorite interviews. Uh, the interview segment of Minutia Men has now been a part of the podcast for the last six months or so. Uh, please enjoy some of the great highlights that we've had for you over those last few months, uh, beginning with this one. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Okay, joining us on the show, we have, uh, this is kind of a special treat for us because the the movie A Christmas Story is everywhere around Christmas time. And it came out in 1983, and it's still a gigantic blockbuster hit. And joining us on the phone right now, is the man who plays Scott Farkas. And Scott, it's Scott, not Scott, right? Yeah. Scott. Scott Farkas, who is uh, Zach Ward. And you played the bully in that movie. And that is such a memorable character. But I have to ask you this. You're a Canadian, right? Yeah. Aren't you guys supposedly famously, notoriously You're polite. friendly, yeah, you guys polite, are polite, nice? I was, in, I was in Toronto. You guys are the hookers. Were I mean, how, do, how, do, how does a bully come out of Canada? We're really nice people until you push your button. So <laughs> let's see how this goes. <laughs> maybe in about 12 hours, you'll wake up to find me standing at the foot of your bed with one of your kids in one arm, uh, a sandwich in the other hand, and a, and a 357 in my right. I'm officially scared. Yeah. I'm officially scared. Are you going to do the oh, little you, Are you going to do the little black? Wait tomorrow morning, my friend. <laughs> you're going to do the little blackout underneath your eyes yeah. when you're kicking our ass, right? <laughs> so what Ralphie, what did Ralph, what did poor Ralphie yeah, we, do we, we, to we, cause you to hate yeah, him so were, much? Why were you such a jag to Ralphie? <laughs> um, he had sex with my mom. No, oh, really? really okay. weird. <laughs> At his age, you know, they don't show it in the film. They just talk about what a nice kid he is. He was, he, he broke my family. He, uh, he, he seduced my mother, okay. uh, which is weird because she was oddly uh, overweight yeah. at that time. And, uh, well, she he was, was oh, cute. He, I mean, you, you got to yeah, give him that, that. I think it was, I think it was the, um, I was going to say, I think it was the uh, pink bunny outfit that just <laughs> made her cross the line and leave my dad. And yeah. uh, hearts were broken. It might have been the rifle, too. It might have been the. Uh, hey, man, sorry to bring his eye out. Sorry to bring, bring you down, man. Sorry to bring down the room. Uh, so, you know, that is actually interesting. So did has anybody approached you of doing like some sort of celebrity charity boxing match with you and uh you, you know with peter billingsley i think that would be no. a freaking fortune man yeah I'm, we're we are ready to be your promoters just let us know um here's the problem yeah have you seen me uh like yeah, uh, I was a competitive martial artist for years yeah so you're I gonna win bad. you're gonna win I I play. I'm I'm five foot ten, 185 pounds. Um, I've been throwing haymakers since I was eight. Yeah. Like my father was a Golden Gloves boxer. I play badass, scary dudes all the time. Um, 
you know, Peter is five foot five, <laughs> hundred and forty pounds. He, he's a he's a producer. I mean, the poor guy just produced the movie Iron Man. I mean, seriously. Wow. Yeah. Poor poor guy. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. Put the things yeah. didn't work out for him. Today. Here's the thing: is if I ever hit him, I'd be sued to death. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, but it's for yeah. charity. He it's for the in, kids. He could come into the ring with his attorney. <laughs> you, you know what? Maybe he could have his attorney fight for him, oh. like Game of Thrones, and then I could pull. Um, I could pull. What was that one? Not the guy who was the mountain uh, who crushes his skull into his eyeball. <laughs> I'll know. do that, yeah. but I'll be wearing the furry hat, <laughs> and then I'll uh, then I'll make it cute and adorable. I, I love it. Now, you when that movie came out, did you have any idea that all these years later it would still be this huge? Yeah, actually, I wrote it all down because I have the ability to see the future. <laughs> okay, I think he's being sarcastic. Such a good question. Such a good question. And uh, actually, uh, I figured out I figured out Google and Amazon, uh-huh. and I'm a uh-huh. billionaire because of my prognostications. Yes. Wow. Okay. I think he's okay. calling yeah. you an idiot. Yeah. Rick. Rick asked that question. Dave did not ask that question. Yeah. Wait a hang on. I, I'm crossing off uh, questions on my list here. Hold on a second. <laughs> this is going to be like let a nine-minute interview. Let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. When you were 13 years old, did, yeah. did you know that you were going to be some kind of loser doing a podcast <laughs> in your mom's basement? Now, oh, you, oh, funny, you, it's funny you say okay, that. Now you yeah, really did. Now, that's a, that cuts a little too close to home, pal. Uh, <laughs> we actually are in Rick's mom's basement right now because of uh, construction work with the other studio. I yeah, so, I mean, that hurts. You know, I, if, if you tell me that a 55-year-old man doing a podcast from his mother's basement is a loser, right. then I've got some problems. <laughs> yeah, right. Because that, that to me spells success. Yeah. Okay, Joe Rogan. Okay, okay Joe Rogan. Okay, so you really are a dick then in real life, basically. <laughs> he wasn't acting. He was not acting. That was real. No, I, I, I just lived into the character. Um <laughs> Okay, on the phone right now, we have a, a former Chicago Cub. And let me paint the picture to you of who this is that we're talking to. Imagine, if you will, he's a fifth-round pick in 2002. He works his way up through the Cubs minor league system. Hard work, long bus rides, sweat on your brow, <laughs> nights of wondering, is it worth it? And then one day, you get called into the manager's office, and he says, kid, <laughs> you're going to the show. It's been four hard years of work and toil and sweat. Now you have your big chance. July 9th, 2005, the manager, Dusty Baker, with his toothpick in his mouth, looks down the uh, dugout and says, Greenberg, you're batting for the pitcher. You hop up. You get your wonder bat. (laughs) You run out to the batter's box. You dig in. You feel the red clay underneath your cleats. You smell the grass. The catcher says, welcome aboard, Rook. And the umpire (laughs) says, play ball. You know that your family's out there supporting you. You hear the crowd. And then you don't hear them at all because you're in the zone. This is it. This is the beginning. The pitcher goes into the windup. You're thinking, bring it on. Then a 90-mile-an-hour fastball hits you right in the head, career over. <laughs> is that pretty much, does that pretty much sum up what happened on that day? 
It sounds like the good opening to the movie. So yeah, right. exactly. Right. Say you're you're hired. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I am available for voiceover. Yeah, it was total. That was total Field of Dreams. Moonlight Graham there, wasn't it? Uh, Tug McGraw or McGraw gets his bony finger. You know. Uh, you know. Obviously, the event had a devastating impact on your career, but it also appears that the picture of Valerio de los Santos. I hope I said that right. It kind of, it, negative, it it affected him negatively as well. I watched a couple interviews. He was never the same after that. Yeah. Do you keep yeah. in, do you keep in touch with him? Because he seems like a great guy. You both seem like great guys. Um, do you keep in touch? You know, does because um, maybe talk to him at all? I mean, is it uh, something? So the so how it, how it went down the, the next day um, was the the last game before the All Star break. So when the game ended, uh, well, he called, let me back it up. He called that night while I was in the training room and just said he's sorry or made sure I was okay. Um, I mean, broken English. He, he wasn't mm-hmm. like completely fluent. So it was, it was fine. I was just, it was no big deal. I'll be fine. I'm good. Um, and then the next day was really, really tough at the stadium. Uh, I remember walking outside and just the light was awful. I was nauseous. I was trying to stay in the dugout, and this was, I mean, it was embarrassing. I was going into the clubhouse, and Greg Maddox was there, and Kerry Wood was there, and all these guys were in the clubhouse during the game, and I'm on the couch barely able to keep my eyes open yeah. and, and felt so embarrassed. It was, it was really frustrating. Yeah. Um, and then after the game ended, I was walking out of the clubhouse or out of the stadium, and he happened to be driving by with his wife, stopped the car, just once again, reiterated i'm sorry is everything okay how are you feeling and for all intensive purposes i was just like yeah i'm good so that was kind of that was the extent until uh they did an outside the lines piece and i saw him say i i thought uh, this guy's dead i mean and hearing him say that it was like oh my god (laughs) yeah Um, it was it was it was a lot but then then we did just kind of has as fate would have it um, I think it was 2010, 2011. You'd have to kind of look back and double check. But he was in the independent league in Long Island, and I was playing in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And the first game, first night of the season, we happened to face each other in the eighth inning. Oh, my God. And, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> what was going through your mind at that time? So <laughs> it was uh, it, it was it was interesting because I was ready to just get it over with, right? Yeah. I, just, I wanted to face him and I wanted to get it over with. And sure enough, he throws me, acknowledged him, he acknowledged me, and then the first pitch he threw me was like a ninety mile an hour cutter on the inside part towards me and cut over for strike one. I backed down. I was like, dude, if you're good. I'm yeah, good. Let, right. Let's freaking go. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Um, I, I, I ended up getting a base hit and uh, it was a long at bat, fought off a bunch of pitches, but I dug in like, like I'd never have my entire life. He was not going to get me out. I love it. Okay, this is exciting for us. I say this every week, but this uh, this, no, this one really this is. One is, really this, is. Time. Um, uh, this is a, a person you may not recognize his name, John Lair, uh, but he has you've seen him a million times, and and I hate to say this to you, John, because you have such a, an accomplished career, but the thing that I always think about when I see you are those Geico ads. You are oh. you are the caveman. You're one. You're one of the cavemen. Original. And, Absolutely, man. I'm. I no no uh, no offense taken. I'm I'm a proud caveman. That was a great gig, and Jesus, it continued. I'm like it was it was great on so many levels. But the main thing was that it was like uh, 
all the good parts about being on on a series of commercials without any of the bad. Yeah, so right. Like, uh, yeah, and no one's I recognizing you, did. right? It's yeah, not like a diarrhea was... spot or anything. It's not like exactly. You know, you're not the exactly. uh, Pepto Bismol lady. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I mean, I, I look. I, uh, you know, you look at like Flo. I love her, and yeah. you know, I know uh, she's. Uh, I know the actress as well, and but you know, when you're when you're the sprint guy or or that kind of a thing that's kind of it yeah that's who um and so fortunately i was able to do other stuff and still have all of that and it was a blast the case well i mean you, was, you're probably not even that recognizable uh from that because of all no, the makeup and everything no right Unless not still- at all in, in fact the only person that really that recognized me early on was my daughter <laughs> who was like two at the time wow she just, and somehow she could tell but yeah, I mean, the only the only thing that was me were my eyes. Uh, yeah. Everything else is uh, is either rubber or hair or a combo or glue or and the teeth were even these weird uh, things that would. It wasn't like fake teeth, like those vampire teeth you would right. have as a kid. They they were like these. Um, like veneer almost. I didn't even know how they stuck on, but somehow they hung on to the gums. Yeah, like <laughs> my son, my son was, is over here. Yeah. And he's like, I'll put him my on. Son's home, my son's home from school today. Okay. Uh, which is, uh, is he sick? Bonus. Is he sick or? Yeah, um, do you yeah. have kids? Oh yeah. yeah. The, the okay, sick in parentheses. So exactly. Uh-huh. I would put, I would put it in italics, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so when you, you're talking about the the makeup things that that must sounds like that must have taken forever to to do the makeup yeah it was um three hours holy laying shit. laying on a table uh while three while two or three um super nerdy and i you know uh, <laughs> what you mean in the uh, nicest yeah, possible way <laughs> exactly uh dungeons and dragons kind of guys <laughs> would be just touching you for and that was the that was actually kind of the hardest part was just yeah. being touched by yeah. people all day it's it like right you, you know listen i'm not complaining i mean it's right. better than working a real job which i've worked yeah, in chicago yeah. Yeah. hey fred uh, do we need to do the whole caveman thing there too because really i've got clothes on uh it, you know this it's not necessary to do it do it all the way to the very end <laughs> exactly i i you know they I did a spot uh, for um, with Billie Jean King. It was a tennis uh, spot, right? And you and, uh, didn't you uh, you were you were thinking that she was getting in your head, right? Or that uh, yes, the, yeah, 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 she yeah. was trying to mess with me, oh, and I was right. like, I, and, and I was like, look at the scoreboard, and then of course at this on the scoreboard it also said right. even a caveman can do it. <laughs> right, and I was right. offended, but uh, but I had to wear as the caveman is this kind of metrosexual uh, character. I wore they had me in these really kind of uh tight uh, uh short right. tennis shorts like from 1970 you know right whatever yes. and, <laughs> and, which was really funny but uh but, but that is more makeup right right the hair yeah, they had the to legs. put this they had to put hair on my legs uh, and, uh, yeah and, which is which is really um they would do it in a few different ways. Like if it were, if, if it was like just leg hair, they would just glue it on. Okay. If it was like a close up of your hand, they would do this thing called, um, I forgot what it was called. I think it was, it was like electrostatic where they would literally put the hair on your hand and then they would send a current 
through your skin that would make the hair stand up Jeez. so that it would look i mean you it didn't you i couldn't feel anything but it, w- it would just make it look like the hair was i guess the, the static would hold the hair to my skin wow. so that's like if they had a close-up which was really weird but anyway the leg hair they would have these sheets of hair that they made that they would literally like wrap the leg in it and then glue a seam and, and, and it would stick to you. Right. And it would look, it looked amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would look so real. And the, whenever it was like, so for the legs, they had the hair person do it. Like there's a person who does the teeth. There's a person who does the face. There's a person who does the hair and the person doing the hair on my legs was this woman, which I had never had a female, um, these guys were all male. They were all, like I said, like Dungeons right. and Dragons kind yeah. of guys, really sweet, but never a woman. And so this woman is doing the legs, yeah. doing my legs. I think I see where and this I'm is in, going. <laughs> and I'm in, I'm in, I'm in my boxers. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she like lifts my my junk uh-huh. and tucks the hair right up against my. <laughs> Wow. You know, where my, yeah. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. And and yeah. And this was like at three in the morning because you have to get there before anybody else to get it all ready. And I remember at the time thinking, holy shit, crap, did she just do that? And. Uh. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm, I'm usually waved to you with my hands. Yeah, I, I was just like, is this like a me too? This was before me too. But I right. mean, like, did I just get like what? And then I th- and I was like, gosh, she should have said permission or something. And then and then I thought about it. And I was like, no, yeah, this is what a pro. This is what a pro. Right. You're a professional. Let's, let's not yeah. have a meeting. Let's not talk about it. Let's just do it and get out there. And and uh, and so, that you know, honey that, is how it happened yeah and, and how long have you been uh, yes. and how long have you been married to her uh. okay joining us on the phone is our guest for this week uh ladies and gentlemen robbie wrist yay <laughs> crowd roar now why don't you tell everybody how it is that we know who you are robbie I think because you saw me on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, that, wait, the, let me think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you. I don't know. It depends. I don't really know why you guys, because it's always something slightly different. But it's either the Brady thing or it's the turtle thing, well, or uh, sometimes it's the Doc McStuffins thing. But occasionally it's the Iron Eagle thing. Sometimes it's the kids' video <laughs> thing. Some, so. You know, I don't know. How the hell did you know? What? What? what well, we've actually st- we've actually stolen out. we've actually stolen your identity, and we've been charging <laughs> we've been charging your credit cards. That's how we know you. Uh, hey, enjoy. There's not a whole lot there. <laughs> well, for it's the Brady thing. I think yes. it's for us. We're, we're Cousin an Oliver uh, from the Brady family, uh, the Brady okay, bunch. So you're so you're either young dorks or you're old dorks. We Which are, are you? old dorks. Yes, I just turned ah, fifty five yesterday. Okay. So we are old dwarves, yeah. yeah so, so and I must say, of, you are men of a certain age. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Your voice sounds exactly the same as it did when you were like seven years old. How is that possible? Kinda. It gets a little bit, yeah, because my testicles never drop. <laughs> um, um, okay. uh, well, as you yeah. know, once you hit, fi- you're fifty-four. How old are you? Yeah, fifty-four. Yeah, uh, as you know, your testicles are going to start shrinking and dropping any day now. Because uh, that's we just well, talked about. Let me tell you, when you get to be our I, age, actually, Robbie, if, if we're really having that discussion, they are dropping, but I actually think they're getting larger. It's kind of strange. Well, I you mean, know, that's both, I, think, I believe 
I believe metaphorically and literally. <laughs> well, good for you. Because <laughs> I haven't seen mine since the late 90s, I think. No, oh, wow. Uh-huh. Do you still stay in touch with any of the other cast members? I think you do. I th- I've seen you in yeah. Facebook I mean, stuff. I mean, I, I was taught before... Before Susan Olson went crazy, uh, we we talked a lot. <laughs> I, I just I, I just think she's sort of gone over some sort of Victoria Jackson esque deep end. Yeah. Uh, and and I think because of that, I, I I think I'm pretty much now as far as any sort of Brady appearance thing goes and any of that. I think I'm pretty much persona non grata now, which is fine. I mean, you know, I didn't really sort of put all my eggs in the Brady basket anyway. So let me ask you this. Let's say the Partridges and the Bradys get into a street fight. Uh, who would you, who who would win that fight, and and what would your role be in that fight? Like if we're thinking of Jets be, versus oh, Sharks sort of thing. Well, it would be a it would be a, just a bunch of sad wussy white kids in a slap <laughs> fight. <laughs> no, you leave. No, off. you leave. Uh, and and I you know and I'd probably just stay out of the whole thing because you know I'm kind of a pacifist. Okay, joining us uh, on the phone, we are very honored to have uh, the national celebrity Sven Gulli joining us. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> now, we're just talking off the air. Uh, Sven Gulli is, uh, is on 96% of the country now. Is that true? Yeah, the, the MeTV network is now available all over the country and even kind of seeping over the borders on both sides. And uh, it, it's really cool. I get feedback from people all over, and uh, it, it's pretty overwhelming. What is the scariest movie franchise out there? Are you a Halloween guy? Are you a Friday the 13th, a Chucky, or anything else? Is there, you know, what is, as far as scary movie franchises go, what's your favorite? Well, I have a lot of friends who have been in the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street mm. uh, franchise. But I think as that went along, there were more jokes involved. Whereas I have to say, I think, quite honestly, Halloween has really maintained, and, you know, what a coincidence that uh, that, <laughs> that next uh, reboot is coming up. But uh, just it, it works so well. The fact that, you know, the the shape, as they call him just can't seem to die mm-hmm. and you know the unexpected you know times that he shows up i think that, that it's been very very effective and i'm hoping this new movie i haven't seen it yet but i'm hoping that uh it, it turns out to be as good as it seems to be well, let's talk about your uh your makeup rituals because uh i there throughout the years your your makeup has has changed as Van Gooley. is that something that you have to do yourself you have people that help you create the look uh, how does that how does that work now that you're national do you have like a, a staff of thousands <laughs> uh, you don't know where I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I do. <laughs> well, then, see, then you know. No, actually, uh, the entire time I've been doing the character, I've always done the makeup. It's based on Jerry G's original makeup. And uh, when I first started doing it, it took maybe about 50 minutes to put it on. Now I've got it down to about right around a half hour. And, uh, yeah, I just I've been doing it myself for a long time. We streamlined some of the some of it. So there aren't as many shadows and such. But, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much me. Do you ever just put on the makeup for the fun of it and go to, like, you know, Walgreens to pick up a prescription or whatever? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, taking it off is what I do for the fun of it. <laughs> do you do something special at your house for Halloween? And people must uh, expect a lot out of you. Yeah, your let's neighbors. go to Sven Gulli's house. Yeah. You know, what, well, do you do anything all, special? Most of the time, I'm not home on Halloween because oh, I'm you know point. out doing appearances. This year on Halloween night, uh, the Chicago Bulls have invited me to be at their their game at the United Center. Um, if I am home, quite honestly, uh, that's when I can go in the basement and watch TV. <laughs> because <laughs> imagine if, if I were to answer the door in costume or sometimes even without, uh, we just end up with more and more kids coming to the door and adults as well. Right. So I kind of keep you know my involvement, as, at least at home, uh, kind of low down and uh you know i let let my wife take care of answering the door for people you know turn the lights off and pretend like you're not home that's i've I've done that (laughs) (laughs) once you get to a certain point it's like oh 701 yeah days closed (laughs) 701 well we at in my household we usually give the crappy costco candy you know that hard candy from kirkland we really mail it in you guys probably give the good stuff don't you like the full-size snickers or what you know what is your go-to candy for halloween well we don't give like the full size come on you're national now you got the bucks let's go what am i made of chocolate (laughs) (laughs) no but we'll give like the little you know fun size type ones and we give out good stuff and then we always have you know the bag of cheaper candy so that if we're really inundated and you know you run out of everything good you've got that backup (laughs) you know i always tell my wife we should do it the reverse way give out the bad stuff first so then if we don't have a big inundation of people coming to the door we get the good yeah absolutely what's in it for me right (laughs) joining us now on the podcast we're very excited uh we have uh, the owner of the dallas mavericks uh a billionaire the first billionaire to appear on our show uh we're very diego chicken may have been a billionaire i don't think he's a billionaire but uh, we are happy to have mark cuban on the show mark how are you today I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. So, you know, we there's a, mi- a million reasons to have you on the show. We uh, are a fan of, you know, the work you've done in the NBA, and we know that you're a very successful businessman. We watch Shark Tank. You're a philanthropist. You're an actor. You've done all sorts of stuff, but here's the reason we're having you on. We okay. saw the article in the paper this week about you embarrassing your daughters uh, at school, and uh-huh. we just wanted to say kudos to you because <laughs> we're both the uh, uh, parents of teenagers and it's like fuel the eye rolls and groans yeah. of our children <laughs> is like fuel to make us happy throughout the day so kudos yeah is there a Thank way is, is there a way that we can um, somehow monetize my daughter's eye rolls can you do anything can, can you figure that out because yeah, i got a ton I mean, of them buddy at low cost that's the whole point of memes right those internet memes are all about eye rolls right? yeah <laughs> that's ex- so you know for people that don't know so you drive your daughter to school blasting hip-hop right and generally it's right. the song's about you too right <laughs> well oh no two different things two different things right so my daughter like my wife isn't big into hip-hop i've always liked hip-hop so i'll let her put on on Sirius XM, what you know, whatever she'll she'll go through the stations and until she hears a, a song she likes, and then we'll listen, and it's no big deal. And I'll try to get her to talk, and she won't want to talk, and try to get her to tell me what's going on in her life, and she won't talk. 
and you know oh, dad i just want to hear this song and you know like all kids whether we were growing up or them now you know they know all the words to all the songs and uh, you know so i'm just smiling but we pull into this um half circle <laughs> with um when i drop her off and you know the cars kind of back up and you know if it's a nice day I, i'll you know she's ready to get out of the car i'll say i love you sweetie and <laughs> she'll give me she'll give me the hum, hum, hum. Yeah, right. they <laughs> love like, being hugged too in public <laughs> oh yeah just you know and um i'm like okay if that's the way you want it bam you know it's just like just blast it you know and you know and if it's a song i know the words to then i'm singing along too and her friends are looking at me and looking at the oh car, man there's nothing you know? more embarrassing than dad singing along <laughs> oh man it's like kiki do you love me <laughs> what i've been doing lately is when uh, my daughter lila is 16 and when she introduces her you know when a friend comes over i just start talking with the most over-the-top cockney accent for no reason <laughs> hello glove how you doing there governor and she's like, ah. So that's where we can monetize those eye rolls right oh, there. I know. But if someone comes over, like, she's like, I'm like, bring your friends over here. Dad, no. <laughs> Dad, don't do it. Dad, I warned you. <laughs> right. It, yeah, it doesn't matter who you are or how famous you are. You're still embarrassing dad, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're just dad to, to your kids. And, you know, you, you, know, you have your Cockney accent. And, you know, I'll just like one of my friends growing up used to just tell the stupidest jokes, you know, all the time. <laughs> and I would like tell the stupid jokes to my, my daughter's friends. It's like, hey, did I tell you I have a friend from Alaska? And she knows to say gnome. <laughs> and I come back with, of course I do. He's my friend. Get it? Gnome, Alaska. Gnome. Yeah, that's dumb, awesome. Dumb I, yeah. jokes. I, I had one yesterday. I told him uh, to my uh, to my son. I said, "You know why demons and ghouls like to hang out uh, around Halloween?" No. No why? Because demons are a ghoul's best friend. Uh, and, oh, and my God. and my son is twenty. And he wanted to stab me. Like, what are you doing, Dad? You're killing me. We've given them the best years of our lives. Give us some. Give us, just throw us a bone here, right? Yeah. Right. And that has been our special edition of Minutia Men. We'll be back again next week uh, with uh, with another edition of uh, a brand new edition uh, that will be uh, produced by executive producer Tony Lasana of Opie Productions. Will be distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Next week's brand new edition of Minutia Men will return uh, right here. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? You gotta wait for the connection to happen. Operator, collect call from and friends. Oh my god, what is this bit? <laughs> I don't know. For these serious topics and more, listen, subscribe, and rate and friends on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Just search for Radio Misfits. Quick, Lou, what's your favorite car color? I'd say Lou likes blue. Lou likes blue? Eh, blue's pretty good, but really, I prefer silver. But regardless of our color preferences, when it comes to cars, you'll never know what you'll hear on the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. I'm Mark Vernon. 
I'm Lou Costable. Join us for the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Silver. Really? Silver? Silver.